welcome back to So Rare Grind. This is episode 21. Apologies we missed last week. Uh, it's Africa, we better known as Joel here, and I'm joined as always by Jack Hammond. Four, four, four. Jack, how you going? Not bad, mate. I'm not in my familiar setup. I'm in uh, a different place today. I'm in my car. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you're not in like New Caledonia, are you? No, I'm not quite overseas. Not oh. not bougie like you, Joel. I'm uh, over some bridges. Yeah, over some bridges. I suppose you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Actually, um, there were a couple of bridges that I went over to get to where I am. <laughs> should I reveal it, Joel, or should I keep it keep it a secret? What do you reckon? No skin off my nose either way, man. Like, All right, no no well, one listening outside of New Zealand is going to know where the hell you are. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong, to be fair. Well, I'm in a place called Napier, which I'm not that familiar with. But, um, yeah, we're, we're just getting after it. My life has been a bit too boring and mundane, so I wanted to go somewhere. And this is one of the stops I wanted to go. So um, that's the justification. So sorry, hasn't been doing it for you, Jack? Uh, in what way? As like, in like, hasn't been bringing the excitement in your life enough? Uh, I don't know. I guess we're getting near the end of the season, especially for Asia anyway. But then again, Premier League's been pretty fire. My boy Erling Haaland, man. Oh my gosh, he's so fun to watch, man. I absolutely love him, Joel. I, I, like, yeah, uh-huh. Surely you can appreciate him too, as, even as a Liverpool fan. Like, he, is, mwah, he is so fun to watch. I'm, I, oh, it honestly is amazing. Yeah, he's a, not gonna lie, he's a bit of a tap-in merchant. Mate, so far. He, he's not a tap-in merchant. He's the tap in like, he is the man bro like oh he's unbelievable love that man anyway you don't have his card in Surrey so maybe one day fingers that, crossed I would step. absolutely yeah, yeah, love it I would have I got probably consecutive hundreds of those two hat-tricks he got yeah probably probably it's one of the, like usually when a player goes to a competitive league like the Premier League it's pretty bad for the for the uh, value but uh, it might have just improved his um, <clears throat> news, Jack. Lots of lots of news. Um, a lot has changed in the two weeks since we lasted podcast. Um, all sorts of like second division leagues. Um, lots of uh, lots of negativity about it. Um, I have a little bit more of a sort of um, in the middle view. Um, but what are your thoughts on Syria adding like a hundred, well not a hundred, but close to a hundred new clubs? It's pretty crazy, actually. I haven't given it that much thought, and I definitely don't follow any of the second divisions. Like, maybe every now and again I'll check the championship mm-hmm. table, but, uh, yeah. I mean, if it's going to de- decrease the likelihood of me now winning all-star rewards, it's kind of annoying, to be honest. Uh, but I-, I guess it's kind of fun having, like, some new additional cards, and then you have the possibility of maybe finding some, like, cheap gems, I suppose. But, again, yeah. something I haven't probably given that much thought. It doesn't sound like you're too I mean, keen on it, eh, Joel? Well... Like yes and no, um, but like looking at your game week two ninety, uh, no three hundred. Why not not two ninety? Game week three hundred, you got um, an all star limited three hundred and sixty three point nine nine points, and all you got was a tier three limited. Yeah, when I was doing my <laughs> rewards, mean, bro, I was just like, wait, didn't I get three hundred sixty points? I, I thought surely I was going to get a tier two from that, but yeah, that is pretty irritating. Like it's, you know, I think all of my five players that I had in that all star team outperformed their like you know, average. Al- average score of, like, yeah. alpha team, right? So I'm like, heck yes, like, this is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime occasion. And, like, these are all pretty decent players. They all have, like, average scores of probably 50-plus. And I'm like, dude, what the heck, man? The one weekend I'm only getting a $10 reward. So, yeah, it is pretty irritating, I'm not going to lie. But I guess that's just how mm. the game is at the moment. 
Yeah. I think um, I'm not opposed to them adding more leagues, but they just need to sort out the rewards. Um, and they've, they've since there was a lot of like drama around it with you know a lot of people quite angry on Twitter, at least on the English Twitter. I can't speak for French and other because I didn't read it, but um, there was a, yeah, a lot of people sort of frustrated with like how it was already pretty difficult to um, win rewards and then you know, all of a sudden it's like, all right, here's another hundred teams plus whichever other teams they, because they didn't, they announced the Croatian League, they announced uh, some other clubs as well. They were renewing like the Turkish League, adding, you know, renewing the Bundesliga and putting those new cards out and everyone's like, okay, like you're just flooding supply and like all at once and the rewards have like not changed. Um, So they've boosted them by 20%. Is that enough? Probably not, in my view. Um, and I think, because they boosted them for last weekend, and I mean, 364, even 300, yeah, you basically need more than 368 points to get better than a tier three in All-Star Limited. That's, like, way beyond historically what it's been. Like, uh, last season, last European season, tail end, it was like 320, um, like 330 needed for, for that sort of level card. Um, so it feels, it feels pretty tough. Anyway, um, we'll see how, see what happens from here. Um, apparently Liverpool's rumoured to being renewed. I've seen images of Liverpool cards. Um, it'd be a shame if it's only one Premier League club, um, given some what Liverpool cards already exist, but yeah, I could get myself a limited, uh, I'd probably not going to actually afford most of them, but maybe a limited Jordan Henderson because he's been so rubbish for the last couple of weeks he might be pretty cheap could get myself a limited like James Milner maybe <laughs> For, to, to, to not have much use in like any competition um, yeah so I'm, I'm on the fence about it um, they're probably going to continue to announce leagues you know it's looking like they're going beyond the, the top 20 leagues um, what would be good though add some more in Asia um, having just J-League and K-League it kind of feels like they don't really care about Asia that much. Um, and, uh, you know, it would be cool having, like, some of the Saudi leagues because a lot of players kind of go to the, go to die there in Saudi terms. Um, Saudi, UAE even, Australia. I mean, these are, you know, countries that have that compete in the Asia Champions League, which is covered, um, especially Saudi and UAE. They've, you know, got a number of uh, qualifying spots into the, like, western side of that division. So... Um, yeah, it's just, I, I, yeah, I feel like, um, they're going about things in a bit of an odd way at the moment and, uh, but time will tell. I'm just, I'm prepared to give them the, the benefit of the doubt and, and give them time. It's kind of where I sit on it. I'm assuming you're kind of similar, Jack. Just see how it shakes out. Mm, yeah. I would definitely like to see the UAE and Saudi leagues and the Australian league. If I could probably pick and yeah. choose any leagues, uh, excluding the Premier League. Obviously, yeah, I'd like to see that. That's probably the league I would mm. like to see the most. But, yeah, I mean, as a New Zealander and with our, I don't know, local team, the Wellington Phoenix, we'd like to probably see them somehow in Surrey one day. I mean, that, I think that's a pretty cool concept. And I think Australasia, oh, Australasia anyway would like, kind of probably need something like that, to be honest, because once this becomes like a more mainstream thing, I think it's just going to be so enjoyable for the masses, you know? So, I don't know. I would love to see that for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Phoenix might actually start getting some people along to their games. 
True. You know? Yeah, who knows? Um, or to their practices, you know, going down, find out the news on who's injured and try and have a have a wee chat to some of the players like, yeah, are you starting this week? Because mm. you know? <laughs> I think another thing, Joel, like you may disagree with me with this, but I definitely think in Australasia anyway, there's definitely that kind of, I suppose, uh, like gambling culture, I, I so to speak, especially in Australia. And I think, you know, mm. um, you probably know a lot of people that are just like, keen on a cheeky punt or whatever and probably would like this kind of concept but it's just a little bit overwhelming to probably get started right and it's in a yeah i don't know crypto's like a bit um i don't know i suppose not not everyone's too educated on it i guess yet so yeah but when it does come it will be i think it's going to be exciting most like a lot of the people in new zealand that'd be like betting on football related stuff it would be like the premier league and maybe the a league they're probably not betting on like the ecuadorian pro league you know, or the Brazilian League or the K-League or the J-League. Like, they don't know anything about that. Um, there's very few people, I don't know about you, Jake, there's very few people I've talked to that even know, like, more than, like, two teams in Korea or Japan, let alone, you know, how um, Valerie Kaisashvili's doing at all on this season, you know, like, um, and whether to pick him or pick Jun Amano or Lee Chang-yong or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, so yeah, I think it would be it'd be good to have those. It's great, mate. You and I are weirdos like that. Eh? We're just we're just weirdos. It's good fun. Yeah, we we are kind of weirdos like that. Uh, yeah, it's just it's funny. People just kind of glaze over. We start talking about <laughs> Korean football. <laughs> um, Jack, we haven't actually given an update on it, but the so rare data world league, um, which uh, sorry Dazza and um, Bob Flynn uh, organised. And have been doing a lot of put a lot of effort in. Soria data has been uh, less than helpful, it seems, uh, in the running of the leagues. Um, like dig tables still don't exist. Some guy, can't remember who it was. Um, if you're listening, you might know. Um, some guy actually created like a he basically designed a table um, through a Google sheet, which like pulls data from all the leagues and is actually like live updating. Um, which was uh, pretty impressive um, and is like uh, programming and coding or spreadsheet skills that are far beyond my own. Um, but uh, I th- it was pretty funny to see that Div 5 that we're in um, as of prior to last weekend, because I haven't actually looked at it this weekend, but prior, prior to last weekend, Div 5 was actually the second best Div overall <laughs> in terms of like total points across... <laughs> Across the division, I had the lowest total score of like everyone in the division, but I was mid table because <laughs> the two game weeks um, where, and it was probably still the case because I had one game week where I had like four DMPs, and then last weekend I had uh, two DMPs in defense and I had Kamijima coming off defen- off the bench who scored zero for for Kashi or because he got sent off. Um, so yeah, um, it's. It's not been not been fantastic, but we, we survive. At least we've got two wins on the board. Um, so looks like they might be uh, survival in uh, in the Surrey Data World League. Um, before we move on, just for those listening, uh, we had some uh, some technical uh, learnings, and uh, so, so Jack has now got a different uh, different microphone, uh, which is a slightly drop in quality. But uh, anyway, the uh, the quality of his words will not change. That's that's right, eh, Jack. Of course, man. You know me too well. I know you too well. Um, moving on, um, I have um, a budget pick of the week, Jack. Um, bit of a bit of a 
spicy deal kind of thing and uh just thought i'd get your opinion around it as well and that is um adelton from uh fc tokyo fc tokyo gotcha yeah okay interesting yeah i mean he's suddenly been on my radar a little bit but i think the problem with him is he's listed as a midfielder isn't he uh yeah i think he is hmm yeah, I, I feel like maybe if he was a forward, I probably would consider him a little bit more, but I feel like he probably isn't consistent enough and, um, yeah, it's so dependent on getting a decisive. That's my only uh, fear with him. But I have noticed that he has been getting quite a few decisives recently, yeah. I mean, they, they have a tough game this weekend, but and I'll, I'll get onto it in a moment because um, we'll go through the, the in the data time, the, the top goal scoring and, and goals against um odds but with um yeah in the last game against race he he did quite well he got um off the bench i think like two two goals and an, an assist or or a goal uh, yeah two goals and an assist off the bench against kashiwa race um and with um you know underdog i think he could be like a really good um, underdog shout this game week um they play against yokohama Re- marinos top team on the table but Yokohama do tend to leak goals away from home um and so they're like that's what my dad has picked up on that's actually um and I'll talk a bit, a bit about it in a moment but surprisingly the second highest goals for expected in Japan this week is Tokyo against Yokohama mm, interesting is this according to your data yeah I mean that's that's also because um it's modified based on um, the performance of Tokyo recently, um, like with, you know, battering six past Kashiwa Reisol when they weren't expected to score like more than one. Um, and they've had a couple of weeks where they've like, they've been like really hot and cold. They've either scored like two or more goals or they've scored none for like a number of game weeks now. They actually haven't scored a sink like one goal in a game week since like prior to gamut 280 um which is kind of bizarre like six goals scored then none then two then two then none then three then two then none then none so they're either gonna like score a couple past yokohama or they're gonna score none (laughs) but for um you know for a for a fairly um budget pick he's like 20 bips 19 bips by now 250 bips was rare um I think it's a pretty solid shout. So for those that work in US dollars, it's like 40 US dollars for his rare, about three US dollars for his limited. Pretty low risk in my view. Um, and Yokohama do concede goals on the road. Like they are a, a leaky team on the road. As, as good as they are, um, they have conceded 21 goals in 13 games on the road. And uh, yeah, and Tokyo is pretty stingy defensively at home too. So Tokyo could win that game. That's that's actually one of my upset picks for the for the game week is that Tokyo beat Yokohama. Oh. Um, have you got any like who, who have you been buying recently? Like who have you been like who you picked up recently? Who have you focused to? Mm, well, if you I want to talk up, about our midweek, yeah, I mean I picked up a few of these players um, in the hopes that I would get a threshold. Um, because they were playing against Gamba. And uh, I saw like a uh, Jordy Crow. I think that's how you pronounce his surname. I always get it wrong, yep. but I'm just assuming it's yep. Crow. And Jordy Crow, yeah. Yeah, and Delgado was pretty cheap. And also I saw an opportunity to get a Furuki Mei. 
who's like a B threshold player, I thought. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. And then hopefully I can get a threshold from that. And I thought it was pretty low risk. So I picked up a few rare cards. My roster is like consisting of a lot of rare cards at the moment. So pretty excited about that. And I'll continue to pick them up during the off-season um, when that happens to Asia. Um, maybe get a super or two, mm. but yeah, pick up them. I also picked up a Sinjin Ho very temporarily because uh, I got the notification that he got the mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, uh, no, I'm going to pick him up because I just know that at that price and comparing his scores um, for his current average scores compared to other players, his price is too cheap. So I picked one up and I um, sold him for about 100 bits profit within like two days. So um, I picked up like a Sinjin Ho for like, I think seventy dollars, and I flicked him on for like ninety. So that was pretty good. I picked up that. Yeah, I'm just saying here, four eighty-five bips is what you bought him for. Might not have been exactly hundred bips actually. I take that back. But I think it's kind of around there, just around it, like that. So that was pretty good. Nice. How about yourself, Joe? Have you picked up anyone? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been. I, I was looking, doing a bit of a dive into the MLS um, this week. Because um, you know, our Fort Laser guys, um, Capishaba and Miguel, have been sublime, very reliable for both of us. Um, and they've just been like, let down by some of the other players. Um, like Moises has been pretty good for you. And, and Hobson, or Robson as it's spelt, but pronounced Hobson, uh, has been decent for me. He's actually been pretty consistent in decisives. But like, he doesn't have like a, a big, big score in him. Like He's usually just getting like one goal. Or, or none um yeah so they got no no decisive this week um after you know capishava had a great game what did he score like a 90 something 87 um fernando miguel the guy is competing with um carlos slampy for the best keeper on the platform right now i mean seven clean sheets no no goals conceded since he's been playing um it's insane. They love a one nil, Port Laser. Um, but yeah, the front end of that sort of stack letting me down. I've mean, been winning like tier threes and tier two limiteds, and I think it's been similar for you. And so um, I was just looking into the MLS because the goals scored in the MLS, like per game on average, is just way higher. Um, I sent you a message earlier this week, didn't I, Jack, about um, the number of goals that are being scored on average? I can't maybe see if I can find it. Um, but with the yeah with the number of goals being scored, it makes a lot of sense to like look at midfielders and forwards from the MLS um, to pair with that defensive masterclass of um, Miguel and Kabishaba. And um, so I had had a bit of a um, a dive into the MLS. Probably not going to be able to find it through all our messages here. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, the average the average home team concedes about 1.32 goals per game. And the average away team concedes about 1.72 goals per game, um, which was substantially less than Brazil, substantially less than Korea, substantially less than Japan, and, and I think most other leagues. Um, so I was thinking, okay, well, let's have a dive into MLS. Who's some good value players um, that I can pick up there that, to pair with them, um, even if it's only like getting a couple of good game weeks out. And so I... Um, did quite a dive through pretty much every team and really like look at Cincinnati and Seattle um, because they've got some good fixes coming up in terms of like the, they might not win them but against teams that 
they concede a lot of goals. Um, so mm. Seattle this weekend plays uh, Houston Dynamo, who they they had a good result actually against Orlando, but like they they concede a lot of goals. Um, and then they have uh, Cincinnati at home, who also concede a number of goals. Sporting KC away, who also concede a number of goals, and then finish the season with San Jose Earthquakes, who concede a number of goals. And so I thought, okay, that's cool. And I found that they their fixtures line up really well with um, with Capishaba and with um, Fernando Miguel. I think the next four fixtures, um, including a weird like game week three hundred nine fixture matches up um and so i picked up uh ladero nicholas ladero um probably overpaid slightly for him um i don't know oh it seems like I actually got a reasonable price compared to what he's selling it selling for at the moment um so i picked up ladero and i picked up jordan morris i used morris midweek gave away a penalty and ruined what was actually a really promising um specialist lineup gets a goal and that's a that's a rare card um but he gave away a penalty and scored 15. Um, and then also uh, I picked up um, from Atlas, Jack in the Mexican League, uh, Furch. Is it Julian? Oh. Julian Furch? Yeah, um, I think I'm familiar with him, yeah. I, I, I recognize that name. He plays for... Yeah, I mean, he's... Sorry, did you say who he plays for? Sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to yeah. like envision yeah. the kid and stuff. Atlas, eh? Yeah, it's Atlas um yeah yeah i mean they've only got like they don't have a lot of games left in the season but um he yeah he's a player that um is decent enough and i think he'll you know stick around next season either atlas or um for another team but um they yeah they've got a very good fixture uh in the game like three or two and three or four which lines up well um they're at home to i mean they've not had a great season but they're at home to pumas and Pumas um, leak a lot of goals away. So, yeah, um, I've got big things expected for that that American stack. I've got um, a bit of hope for it. Um, hadn't really thought I'd get back into Americas in much of a big way, but um, Miguel and Kabi Chavez have been doing so good that it's kind of a crime to just let them score like, you know, 70s, 80s every week and, and not actually have some better players around them to push for some tier ones or star limiters, to be honest um yeah um so that's yeah it's been a bit of what i'm picking up i'm also um really taking advantage and suggest others consider it or have a look um taking advantage of this um coming weekend or the, in the few game weeks next few game weeks uh jeju have a number of games where we're going to know the, the lineup prior to deadline um jeju are not the only ones you've got gang one and suwon uh, Incheon have a couple, Gimcheon have a couple. Um, so, you know, those, those rotation players at Jeju, especially when the, the fixtures are not too bad, like they've actually got a, the next five games are not too bad. They've got Suwon away, Incheon at home, Gimcheon away, Daegu at home, Gang one away. Um, they're all games where they should be scoring um, goals. And I think Jonathan Ring starts at least one, probably two of those games and what we've seen with his price and <laughs> historically is uh when he's confirmed playing um you know just in those last minutes lead up to deadline the price spikes um so i bought like five of him 
And I did the same with um, Song Si Wu from Incheon because uh, Incheon's new guy, uh, Hernandez, who's been sublime for them, he's injured and Song Si Wu should start in his place. And we will know that Incheon line up for game week 302 and 303 um, prior to deadline. So I think it's a pretty, pretty good option. Um, so that's largely what I've been doing. Oh, I also sold Ianaga from Kawasaki. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I just, like- just took advantage. I just I just bet he's going to get rotated this weekend because he's, he's played he's, – he's older. He's played two games in a row. Um you know, in terms of midweek plus weekend, I just can see him getting rotated. I just feel it in my bones. So I was like, I'll take the profit and sell him. He's been on a mad tear. I mean, six games in a row with decisives. Um, some great scores. He's been, uh, he's been, it was a good pickup. It's done me well. Um, anyway, yeah, that's what I've been um, doing. On the, on the data front, Jack, um we have gone through crunched the numbers or at least the the model has um computer model that is not not your dream girlfriend jack um the the computer model has has crunched numbers and um the do you want to have a, a guess at who in japan are the top two lowest goals against odds Lowest goals against. Well, I actually don't know the fixtures off the top of my head. I'm coming very unprepared. But I feel like San Fritsche maybe has a good fixture from memory, actually, now that I think about it. I actually could be completely wrong, but let's go with them. Let's say I have the best. Am I right? Uh, they're, they're not the best. Um, and they're, they're at home to Shimizu. Um, they'll yeah, probably Shimizu win it, but, but Shimizu are in good form. Um, yeah, they are. Could be a... I'm I'm kind of expecting it might be a draw actually that game. Um, okay, actually, the, I'll the... change my vote to whoever Vista's playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So both Vista and their opponent Nagoya um, look pretty pretty good odds for, for a clean sheet. Um, oh mate, nil, Nagoya nil, nil, nil that one. Yeah, could could be a nil nil very easily. Um, so yeah, they both look good. Uh, the top overall, not by a huge margin, was Kawasaki. Um, they're away to Shonen, Belmari. Um, okay. And Shonen have been well, struggling on the goals front. Belmari, they dumped them. Shonen dumped them. Well, they did. They did. So who knows? Um, I mean, since that game, Shonen have struggled to score. They've not scored more than one goal in a game since game week 280. Um, so, yeah, it will be funny if they do end up thumping them. Um but I am using uh, Jesse L in, uh, in defense in one of my lineups. Um, top goal scoring odds. Uh, again, pick of the bunch is Kawasaki because of uh, basically their, their recent form, uh, but also shown in a, not in particularly great form. Uh, 2.89 expected goals there for them away to Shonen. Uh, Tokyo, we mentioned with a 2.36 XG at home to Yokohama. That'll be an interesting game. And then Jubilo ends up on this list pretty much whoever's Jubilo is playing is a high expected goals uh, hope so Kashima Racel um, is, is up there but um, yeah I think Jubilo are going to get relegated um, moving on to Korea um, Jack 
do you, are you very familiar with uh, what's going on in the K League this week? Who's playing who? Mm, not off my head. I'd probably assume Ulsan probably is the highest. Like, well, they're playing Xiongnam, aren't they? So, yep. I mean, top of the table versus bottom of the table. I would assume Ulsan probably has the best defense and attacking off. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they they are almost the best defensive odds, but um, yeah, definitely the best offensive odds. I have um, John Buck as a higher um, clean sheet chance against Gim Chion, um away. Because um, Gim Chion has been actually really bad at home recently. They have lost four straight games. Um, and John Buck are a bit of a beast away from home. They've been very consistent this season. So, um, But outside of those two big teams, Pohang look good at home to Daegu. Um, Sazenia may start, apparently. So I don't know whether that might affect that, but Pohang have been pretty good at home. Um, away from, uh, sorry, not away from home. In terms of goal scoring, yeah, Ulsan and I have Jeju up there. They're away to Suwon. Um, Suwon can concede quite a few goals at home. They score quite a few as well. Um, but I am, I'm backing uh, Jeju there as the second best goal scoring odds team in, in Korea. Um, Moving on to Austria, we'll move through Austria pretty quickly because it's pretty boring actually this week. Um, Red Bull Salzburg, surprise, surprise, best um, goals against and goals for um, odds. Um, and then LASK also uh, at home to Riyadh. I have as the best defensive option and the best attacking option after Red Bull Salzburg. Turkey, Turkey's been really interesting. Um, I know you've not been following it too much, Jack, but I've been actually really enjoying following Turkey. Um, the uh, some of the goals uh, against picks, which I hadn't announced last week because we didn't do a pod, but um, some of them were were fairly um, spot on, um, and some of the like highest conceded were somewhat spot on. Apart from Istanbul Spor, who somehow won the game. Um, they scored their first goal of the season. There are still a number of teams that are very poor on the goal scoring front, but um, I have uh, Besiktas away to Nkiraguchu as the best, if not the most likely clean sheet, and Galatasaray at home to Gaziantep, um, which is interesting because I, I like my Gaziantep boys, but Galatasaray have been very, they've been poor on offense. Uh, they have only scored two goals in four games, but I think they've only conceded one goal in four games. Yeah. So could be a could be a one all or a nil or a one nil there. Um in the end, uh on the offense side of things, Antalya Spore had a sublime uh no, sorry, they didn't they had a sublime loss <laughs> to Gaziantep last week, losing five two. But um they've been pretty good on the goal scoring side of things. Um in the last couple of weeks. And so rating them um, at home to bottom, I think, of the table, Kassim Pasa, who have been woeful. Um, and also Fenerbahce at home to Kaisera Spore. Uh, Scotland, um, surprise, surprise, Celtic after... Did you see that? They won 9-0 last weekend. <laughs> no, I did not see that. Yeah. Seriously. They... They absolutely thumped Dundee United, who look like absolute dross. They look 
absolutely tragic this season. Um, oh, mate. Like, it's it's kind of almost awkward. Like, I mean, not sure if you listen to this podcast. I'm sorry, uh, Tony, if you do. Um, but seeing um, Tony Watts comments, you know, the guy, he, play, he plays as a forward for um, Dundee and he plays Surya. Um, and I see him like talking on his Surya Twitter account about Surya related things. And I'm just there thinking, like, man, you kind of probably like you and your teammates need to be a bit more focused on the football. Eh? Like, you guys are getting absolutely thumped this season. Like, it's embarrassing. 18 goals conceded in five games. Um, two goals scored. <laughs> and I mean, they went from last season being fourth. They were fourth overall last season, considered only 44 goals in 38 games. They've conceded like more than a third of that in only five games this season. Um, so because of that, I'm uh, backing their opposition this week, Motherwell. Um, I've picked up a couple of Motherwell players, actually. Um, Motherwell forward, uh, midfielder. And I've got one of them in that um, specialist challenger Europe. So I've got that, there's two extra specialist competitions this week for limited. Um, so, yeah, I'm plucking for for them. Um, Celtic, um, unsurprisingly, are uh, favourites to score well, even though they play Rangers. And uh, Hearts are also highly rated away to Livingston. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Dundee, oof, mate, they've been pretty, it's probably the most tragic start to a season of uh, just about any league that I've been following. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's some data for the week. Um, I will actually maybe endeavour to pick out some teams that I think are good to pick players for for like a number of game weeks coming up but we can um, talk about that in future game weeks um jack to to finish off um do you want to run through like a team that you have um set up for this week uh, i actually don't have a team in front of me joel um but yeah i'm pretty excited because i've got quite a few players that have like the 10 percent xp now i'm pretty sure actually i know kim young guam definitely does and I, I'm definitely mm-hmm. excited for the old boys as well, considering they're playing Song Nam. So hopefully they can deliver. Um, but yeah. I do need to go through my lineups again because I know um, I was telling you before the poll that Kim Tae Kwan is suspended. He's in one of my lineups. I need to change that. But uh, unfortunately, I'm in a circumstance where I'm not at home and I don't even have my laptop in front of me right now. I'm doing this podcast via <laughs> phone. So, you know, I, I'm not too sure and I don't have a lineup in front of me. So, I'm just, I'm just kind of spot here. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Um, last early in the season, in that game, um, away, Junamano scored 100. He went, he became a hero for me on that game. Unfortunately, all the players I had in that lineup outside of him were rubbish, but uh, I think he's gonna come in and, and bag a good score alongside some of the other players in that team. So, yeah, I'm um, definitely bringing a number of my uh, all sound boys out and using them all right jack um you got any any pills of wisdom for us this week before we close off uh oh mate can you go first you go first this time okay uh i'll, I'll go first this is my pill of wisdom you're right you ready gotcha when you 
take your laptop on the road somewhere, make sure you've got like a good battery and a battery that's fully charged. That's that's my my pillar wisdom for this week. Just to everyone out there. Not not target at anyone. I totally agree with you, bro. Not not target at anyone specific, just 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 general. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a pretty logical thing to be doing, you know. Um hmm. yeah, totally with you on that one actually. Yeah. I don't even think I need to contribute to this wisdom stuff. Like, that's just that's just brilliant from you. This is straight wisdom. That's from both of us. Yeah, with love from Story Grind. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, that's enough of this grind for this week. I know you've got some uh, personal work grind um, ahead of you. So uh, we'll, we'll sign off there. Um, that's all from Afikiwi and Jack Hammond 444 for uh, another uh, week of Story Grind. Good luck to you this weekend. Later. Thank you.